oh baby we back uh yeah i had a hiatus because my heart wasn't in it so i didn't do it and this is actually a podcast that was recorded way before this 2020 armageddon shit happened um this is like mid 2019 i want to say uh it's from my good friend tommy he's a brown belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu and a third degree black belt in taekwondo uh we talk about don't even remember because it was such a long time ago but hope you enjoy Joe no, Rogan, actually. Just one day people Joe were like, Rogan. let's go to Joe. Arizona. This can't be Joe Rogan. He's, he's another thing on his fucking resume. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how much does he need, dude? <laughs> how cool can one man get? Like, I don't think on. he intentionally meant for it to happen, but I think it was after like he had his podcast with Bob Lazar, and then the Bob Lazar documentary on aliens in Area 51 happened, and then oh. the internet piggybacked off that, and now it's just now like... they want to storm Area 51. Yeah, but there's like multiple okay, factions. Okay, so what's going on? What are Dude, these there's factions? two factions that I can remember. There's one is the Kyles, and two are the Naruto Runners. You know <laughs> what a Naruto Runner is? You remember yeah, that, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There Dude, were Facebook events. Where does yeah. Kyles come from, though? Dude, Kyles are just known for being alien people. Oh. <laughs> like, they're just, you know, like, they're just, you're like, no, you're a like whatever it's like, whenever it's like, yo, I'm going to meet some dude who claims he's got alien piss or something, it's, the dude's always name is Kyle. It's like, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a rule. Yeah. <laughs> And why are Naruto runners in on this? Well, dude, because they're, you know, they're nerds. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 anime just... nerds and, like, sci-fi nerds, like, dude, they love well, that. Like, did not shit. see that happening. That's funny. Yeah, actually, I don't know, because they're anime nerds. Right? Well, like, our, I, think, I don't I think, think Naruto has anything to do with aliens. That's a great point. Well, do you think that a lot of people that watch Naruto are also into sci-fi? Yeah, maybe. It's maybe. Right? Yeah. But I guess there's not... There's no other identifiable run. I mean, how yeah. else do you storm Area 51 than with yeah, a Naruto yeah, 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 run? You yeah. know what I mean? It's, fa- it's like three times faster than normal runs. <laughs> than what I've heard. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least, dude. That's even without any training. Amazing. But you do remember that they were, like... I don't know why that even came up, because like, Naruto <laughs> was out for a while. And then there was like... Oh, yeah. Rundown Naruto. Come past <laughs> I have no idea why. That's super weird, man. <laughs> Bro, you watched Naruto when you talked about I don't fucking run like that. You never tried that? It's more efficient. You've never tried Wait, that? I actually remember watching some YouTube video that was explaining like why that's a thing. I remember scrolling past that video. Yeah, wait, it's like the old like I the old scrolling. ninja dude. I remember I remember being like, well, it's like the question on the video was, does the Naruto run make you faster? And I was like, I already know the answer. It doesn't make you faster. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, I need someone to explain that to so, me. So no, you know I think what it was was that they would carry weapons and like yeah. running like that would prevent the weapons from moving around and like hitting them. Oh, there's a historical... Yeah, there's like a la- actual reason for why like, oh, ninjas, like real ninjas back in the day, like they ran like that. Dude, I'm not even reason. 100% convinced that ninjas were real. Well, they're not like... That ninja. No, 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 Naruto ninjas, Do you know why? Like, I'm not sure. Ninjas. Do you want to know why? You want some history? I want to know why. <laughs> There's like barely any any. And you're gonna say it's because they're ninjas, you know? There's barely any documentation of ninjas ever existing in Japan. There's tons and tons of documentation on samurais. Barely anything on ninjas, and I'll tell you why I think that is. This is the, this is what the research I've done. When when people were looking at the texts describing ninja, ninja, as they were describing it, was actually an adjective. So 
samurai would do ninja things uh. to the enemy. You know what I mean? It was like a, a word for covert operations, rather a noun, yeah, which yeah, people yeah. made it out to be, which is like people dressing up in black suits, having secret training. I've never met, I've never met someone who claimed they were going to teach me ninjutsu, and it looked, it was legit. You know, I, have you ever met someone that's like a legit ninja? Because it's not real. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't actually, I'm not actually convinced ninjas were real. I think they're just kind of something we have fun with. You know what I mean? I think it's just more something we have fun with than anything. I have a lot of fun talking about ninjas. I love ninjas. You know what I mean? I have a lot of fun talking about them, but I'm not, I'm not really convinced that they're real. Well, I think it's just a broader definition. Like, you could have... I'm sure there was some sort of, like, military, like... Maybe not even military, but, like, some sort of group that practiced a specific type of, like... Oh, Neil's calling me. A word? All right. You leave this. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know. I, I see your point. I just don't think they were real. You, you're convincing me, man. You know what I mean? I really don't. I think that they are just a mistranslation. That's all that the ninjas are. That'd be crazy. They have a history channel like, like which warrior would win? Have you seen that show before? Of course, dude. Deadliest warrior? Yeah. Of course. Dude. And the guy, they had the guy that's the like throwing him up. <laughs> the, the Spartan sp- fucked him up, dude. Like, <laughs> hands down. What was the ratio of like kills to deaths for the Spartans was like off the chain, dude. Compared to like, <laughs> compared to all the other, the, all the other shit that like, I mean, those those fights were always close. They were always like, all right, forty percent of the it was like forty to sixty or something, yeah. right? This was like eighty to ten, or like, <laughs> like eighty to twenty or something like that. Like just yeah. a beat because of that shield. Yeah. That shield wasn't letting any of like the ninjas bullshit through. <laughs> the ninjas aren't like they weren't meant to fight you straight on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a little sneaky. Yeah, but dude. you don't think it's possible that that Japan being historically a place where like a lot of martial arts came out of mm-hmm. that they were just so good at warfare that they knew to like erase the records of their assassins like wouldn't you want to do that for your like assassin department it's just like no nah, I can see why you'd say that but how come I haven't found a legit ninjutsu person dude it's just too good for you to find man you're not I'd, ready you know I well like they definitely market themselves you know <laughs> what I mean <laughs> Some see, there, there was a there was a period in the 80s where ninjas were the shit where, you know, everyone and their mother was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, like, doing ninja shit and dressing up for ninjas like Halloween. And there was, like, a group of people that cashed in on that with bullshit martial arts, right? You know, they're wearing the 10th degree whatever and, like, they've, they've got pictures of themselves with, like, with katanas and shit and they're, like, claiming lineage. Have you heard of the Black Dragon Fighting Society? No, I have not, but I'm interested. Dude, the Black Dragon Fighting Society is arguably, like, the root of all Bushido. Whoa. Yeah, dude. The Black Dragon Fighting Society started with a dude named Count Dante. And Count Dante was famous. First of all, he claimed to be the most deadly man in the world. And he, he, he had ads in comic books. He had ads in comic books claiming that for like, I don't know, like a dollar fifty, yeah. he would send you a tape of the Dim Mach, which is like death touch, right? right. Poison hand, right. right? Claiming to be the most deadly form of martial arts known to man, like ever. And you can easily beat any boxer, wrestler, or judo practitioner for with your 50. Dim Mach. For like a buck fifty, Amazing. you know, in the back of a comic book. <laughs> and, um, dude, he actually ended up getting arrested 
because he, with his Black Dragon Fighting Society, he went and attacked another dojo. And, I mean, like, they broke out martial arts weapons and all fought in the dojo, right? Like, five on five, katanas, bow staffs, everything. And one guy died. And <laughs> one guy just fucking died, dude, in a martial arts brawl in a dojo. And that was kind of the end of Count Dante. Like, that kind of threw things for a loop. But, like, that Black Dragon Fighting Society was... You ever heard of Frank Duke's Bloodsport? Yeah. Okay, so, you know, you've seen Bloodsport, right? Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah. Okay. In Bloodsport, Jean-Claude Van Damme plays a guy named Frank Dukes, who claims that he fought in the Kumite, which is like this mix of all these martial arts, right? Right. And turns out it was all bullshit. Turns out that Frank Dukes made up the whole thing. Uh-huh. You know, he was claiming he was fighting 70 times in one night and knocking people out in five seconds, like, every time. Like, you imagine fighting... I mean, you've seen the UFC today. Yeah. Imagine fighting 70 times in one night. It's fucking crazy. You can't do it. <laughs> you know, it's fucking crazy, dude. But people had no idea. Yeah. People, before UFC came along, people had no fucking idea what real martial arts looked like. You know what I mean? Who knows? Drunken style could work. Yeah. Right? You know, know what I mean? Like, who knows? So... Frank Dukes claimed that he was trained, he got all of his skills from the Black Dragon Fighting Society. So he claimed his lineage from fucking Count Dante. Now, go a little bit further on. You ever heard of a guy named Ashita Kim? Ashita Kim is like, and if I'm talking too much about this, let me know. But no, I love bo- bullshit martial arts is like this. I fucking like, love this. This, this is, is fantastic, right? Another guy. Go to my uh, Facebook page sometime, and there's a Bushido breakdown. It's the number. It's the third one. Right. It's on Ashita Kim, and dude, he'll straight up try to convince you that he's dodging bullets on camera. Like he's this. Like, this is a ninja now, right? Claiming ninja. Yeah. He'll you'll hear a gunshot go off, and you'll see him like dodge a little bit out of the way, but yeah. you see no gun and you see no bullet. But it, I can't. Words cannot do this justice. But like three of the biggest names in Bushido. Ashita Kim, Frank Dukes, and Count Dante all claim the Black Dragon Fighting Society. It's like the weirdest. It's like it's like generations of bullshit. <laughs> it's really strange, dude. It's really strange. Whoa. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fake martial arts is almost as interesting as real martial arts. It's almost as interesting. Like, okay. It's all like if I'm gonna go on YouTube. And watch a martial arts video I'm probably not gonna end up Even though I'm much more into like MMA and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Like as a practice yeah. I'm probably not gonna end up watching like a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu video Or like a technique <laughs> video Or even a fight right Yeah I probably want to see what like the Bullshito dorks are up to <laughs> That's more It's funnier It's like more interesting You know what I mean um, cause they're like culty and like, I think cults are kind of interesting, you know? Yeah, it is a cult. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's also just like, uh, I don't know, there, there was a lot of push for when, when they say, oh, it's cause, uh, if I actually did this technique on you, you would just die. You'd be dead, you'd, right? dead, and you'd be dead, right? They kind of just skip out of the whole sparring thing, you know? Yeah, and, um, dude, you know, it's funny because you can't... So, like, when they say the techniques are more deadly, yeah. some of them might be, right? Like, ripping an eye out or kicking someone in the dick, right? Or, like, or like <laughs> grabbing someone's so. throat, right? Like, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you don't practice those, 
over and over again, like you can in jujitsu, where you just like drill chokes and you like force people into situations, even though you don't, even though you don't want to be. Yeah. If you don't drill those, by the time it's time to use those, your hands are just like fucking shaking, and you'll never make it work. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't rise to expectations; you fall to levels of training. Well. And if you're just, you know, you never actually have to use those against live resistance. Those will never come out when you need them, like ever. So that's why, like, almost training eye pokes isn't really that effective because you can never try it for real. You can yeah. never, but with like a rear naked choke or even just punching someone in the face, you can do that over and over and over. You probably shouldn't get punched in the head over and over and over again, <laughs> but you're not going to blind the guy. You're probably not. <laughs> so yeah. then, like, what do you think about point sparring? Because I think it's cool. I think it's cool as point sparring. Yeah. I have nothing again. I come from point sparring. You know what I mean? I come from a point sparring background. But I think, like you said, how it kind of, like, takes you away and you think you're going to be way better in a real-life situation. Well, that's, that's, you see, if you're going to do point sparring, you can't expect that. Because, you know what I mean? You just stop. But I'd rather watch point sparring than basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd rather watch point sparring than football or baseball. Dude, baseball is like, (laughs) dude, Jesus Christ, baseball. How did that get so popular, dude? I went to... I remember going to my first game at Fenway when I was a kid and being like, what the hell? This is baseball? Everyone was psyched, dude. We're going to Fenway. Like, my dad's, like, psyched. My uncle's psyched. And when we get there, I'm like, dude. Wow. How do I know, like... How do I know when it's over? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This is dead, I think. That's <laughs> this is that I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, probably all the alcohol, right? That's probably what makes it fun. Well, but... there's like a culture around here. Yeah. Right? There's a culture, especially in Boston and New York, right? There's a culture around here. But I've never seen, I feel like, how do I put that? I want to pick my words carefully because I don't want to piss off a bunch of baseball people. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people don't really like baseball. Okay. They just like going to Fenway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's like a, it's like an event, and we're going to Fenway. Yeah. It's part of the culture. But I bet everyone, there, I bet at least seventy percent of the people there are dying to get out. I bet seventy percent of the people at Fenway games are just like, I kind of want this to be over now. Like, I think I've seen enough. <laughs> How many people leave before the game's over? Yeah. If you're really into baseball, why would I'm not going to leave before a fight's over? Yeah, no way. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, that's a very good point. Yeah, that's my thing. On, that's my thing on that, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you mentioned earlier that you have like a series calling out Bullshito. Dude, I have a series called Bullshito Breakdown. Amazing. I have a series called Bullshito Breakdown, and basically it's just me talking on camera, explaining what I'm seeing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the reason I'm doing it is because there's so much of it. You know, I mean, there, yeah. there's, there's so much of it. There's like, I mean, I could probably make another 50 videos. You know Holy what I mean? Shit. I could probably make another 50 videos without struggling to find a new video. I could probably make 100 videos if I'm really scraping the bottom of the barrel. And that's just what's on the internet. I mean, who knows what's off the internet? You, you, martial arts gets really weird in terms of like what people think they can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it gets bizarrely... I, I, whatever, whatever it is, it's really funny to watch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's really, really funny to watch. And 
I try to do it without making too much fun of them. Yeah. I try, I try not to like insult them as much as possible, but I do enjoy laughing at them. You know what I mean? I do enjoy <laughs> laughing at them. So that's kind of what this is. If you just enjoy laughing at people doing stupid shit, you're gonna want to check out Bushido Breakdown. It's a fun time. It's a really, yeah, it's a it's really amazing. good. Yeah, yeah. So if I look this up, if I'm if I'm just, I'm yeah, just googling or YouTubing Bushido yeah. Breakdown, Tommy's Dojo. Okay. Tommy's Dojo, the YouTube channel, Tommy's Dojo, the Facebook page. I have an Instagram, but I'm definitely not as big on Instagram as I am on like Facebook and YouTube. Huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's amazing. Thanks, man. I appreciate That's it. honestly like a really hidden market, I feel. What is? Like calling the- it out. Like as as somebody who's trained and then like being able to point out. Dude, everyone situation. I've seen do it has had success with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone that calls it out has had success with it. Um, it's funny, too, because I, I've seen so much of it at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I got a degree in martial arts, so, like, you know I'm just a fucking nerd for this shit, right? I love it. And um, I've seen so much of it that I almost, for a while, I just kind of assumed everyone else knew about it. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, you, you kind of You kind of get, like, you two on the inside, so you don't necessarily know what the outside knows. And I found that even a lot of people in the mixed martial arts community and in like the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community have not seen this stuff. And they are great because they can tell it's bullshit immediately and laugh with me like right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Laugh with me like right away. Once in a while, you'll get a person that gets offended. Like, because there's still people out there that believe it works. You know what I mean? Like there's still people out there that believe it works. And it's like, it's a really weird... Yeah, yeah. What do they yeah. say when they when you when they're like mm. offended about this? Okay, this guy wasn't offended, but it was like I could tell you're so deep in, like you are deep in. <laughs> do you know who George Dillman is? No. Really, you don't know. See, this is what I'm talking about. People in the jujitsu community that don't know about these like really famous bullshit artists. Yeah. Um, George Dillman is really famous for the no touch knockout. You know what I mean? Like oh, you know, like uh, definitely seen videos. You've of him. definitely seen videos of it, right? right? He's really famous. He's like, you know, the chi wasn't working, and like, yeah. you see the half moons on my fingers. That's how you know I can yes, knock somebody this out. Guy, right now, right? Like, this oh, guy, right? This knockout didn't work because so he's like. <laughs> I posted a video of one chi master doing absurd, stupid shit, right? Yeah. And then someone on Facebook commented, What a shame this person gives chi masters a bad name. Try George Dillman, he's much more legit. And I was like, Man, anyone that says George Dillman is much more legit is so in the rabbit hole that it's like, you know, like I wonder what it's like to be in that. I wonder. That's I really, I really wonder what it's like to be in that. Like, like you have to really believe because you have to really believe it's working to be knocked out by a no touch knockout. Yeah, it's like hypnosis more than yeah. It's, it's only cool. it's that's it, right? That's it. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, man. It's just like funny. It, <laughs> I you know I try not to think about it more than that because for a while it like really pissed me off. Yeah, you know, because like, people are making a lot of money, and people are like, you know, I've seen a lot of martial arts gyms struggling with like a quarter of the people that George Dillman has, if that. You see George Dillman teaching, fucking rooms are filled, dude. Hundreds of people at a seminar. Well, you know what I mean. And for a while that pissed me off. Now I just think it's funny. You know what I mean. I'm actually more glad it's there, so I have something to laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah that, that guy's definitely. In the rabbit hole. Because, like, 
even even when I'm watching this like demonstration of mm. like no touch knockouts, mm. I'm really thinking like if it's like a teenager, then they're like okay, they're they're just well, they're impressionable. Them. You right. know what I mean? They're impressionable. But like when you see like full grown adults and like a chain, like a cha cha chain, yeah, and they all yeah, just yeah, like yeah. fly back and wave their arms. Dude, yeah, you saw that one. That's right? like a you different level of like Dude, brainwash. I think it's the same reason why someone would join like the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, it's because they're like lonely. And sad, and want to have that feeling of being more powerful, like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you join the Ku Klux Klan, they're kind of selling you on you're white, so you're better than everyone else, and you want to be part of a group, so you buy into that. It's I don't think it's more to do with the race. I think it's more to do with like the sadness of the individual. Yeah. And then that's probably the same with the no touch knockout shit. Like, you know, they want to be badass. But for whatever reason, they don't want to go through, like, the hard sparring. Or maybe they were, like, you know, they see, like, mixed martial arts and they see the kind of people that maybe bullied them as a child. So they go to this guy who claims he's going to make them superior to those guys. Yeah. And then they believe it, you know what I mean? So, like, I mean, they're sad people most of the time, you know what I mean? They're, like, broken people. Like, people that are so sad and depressed that their logic goes out the window. Yeah. When they feel like they can be more powerful, you know what I'm saying? Whoa. Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know what that's like to not spar. At least I had like point sparring. Mm. But I think that kind of gave me some faux confidence of like, oh, if I just land this kick, then the fight's over. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. It's um, what's it like to not spar? I know people that didn't spar for years, fifteen years. Just, so. just usually like keto. You know um, what I mean? It's usually Aikido where someone does that. Um, wait, they have sparring? And Aikido, no, they don't have sparring in Aikido. Okay. That's why, you know what I mean? Like, so, I mean, I, ha- I know an MMA fighter, a friend of mine, Charles, Charles Bonner from New England Submission Fighting back in Western Mass. And did pro- dude did probably did like 15 years of Aikido. And he eventually had an MMA fight. And I'll forget to me, I'll never forget it. Afterward, he came up to me and said, I didn't use a single part of my Aikido. I didn't use one thing of Aikido. It's not like he got into Aikido because he liked Aikido. He yeah. wanted to learn how to fight, right? And Aikido just happened to find him first and fuck him up, you know? So <laughs> not, not one move of 15 years of training was used in that MMA fight. There's also, you ever follow a martial arts journey on YouTube? No. A uh, guy named Rokas. This is really interesting, too, because he did basically the same thing. He, he was fully into Aikido, too, like... I'm going to guess at least 20 years, um, owned a dojo, had a whole Aikido YouTube channel with, I'm going to guess at least 100,000 views per video. Like, he's deep into it, right? And eventually, he he put up this video of him sparring with an MMA fighter. Oh. You see... This is pretty recent. This is pretty... This is not super recent, but it's kind of recent. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, he looked like a child. You know what I mean? And... Props to him for doing that, right? And yeah. making it public. I think that was actually really well received. But, you know, he just realized, man, I don't know, I don't fucking know anything about fighting. So then he went through this phase, and all people will try to do this. They'll try to functionalize Aikido. Yeah. They'll be like, well, I'll just make the modifications, and I'll do this, and I'll do that, and then it'll actually work. But what you end up doing is like shitty judo, or like shitty MMA. You were better off just doing MMA, right? You know what, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I never really Do you know what I mean? That. Like, every time you try to modernize a martial art, it just turns into MMA. 
you know what I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like unless there's like guns and knives and stuff, then you're kind of Absolutely. out of my expertise. Yeah. But all roads kind of lead back to MMA now. Yeah, I think so. Do you think that like certain moves that Aikido could actually work though? One wrist lock. Like, like the, the one where <laughs> yeah, the yeah, I've wrist locked someone before. <laughs> like, like it, 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 not anyone good, you know. What I mean? Like not not anybody really good. But I've wrist locked people before. In jujitsu, wrist locks are becoming more popular. Yeah, but it's usually it's like, usually it's like the gooseneck not, one. Yeah, not for the throwing. Kind no, of. I've done a move where I've gone from a Russian tie to a wrist lock. Okay. Do you know what a Russian tie is? Yeah, yeah. That's like when you you hold like their arm across. Yeah. Right. So they try to pull their arm back. When they try to pull their arm back, I grab the hand with the two fingers and I whip them over. You know what I mean? That'll only work on someone like half my size, though. <laughs> <laughs> so if I ever feel a certain way, I, I can do a Russian tiger as well. Can we pause? I gotta use the bathroom. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so. All right, man. I want to let's switch gears a little bit here. Okay. Let's switch gears a little bit here. Let's talk about human movement. Mm-hmm. Right? We all have that in common. We all live in a body and it moves in varying degrees. People can, some people can move drastically different than others. Yeah. But it's all human movement. What is the commonalities between all that? Because when you think about it, there are more forms of art in human movement than any other art form. Right? Dance. How many different kinds of dance can you think of right off the cuff? Oh, a lot. Right? Martial arts. Right. How many forms of martial arts can you think of right off the cuff? So many. How many different exercises can you think of? Oh, wow. You know what I mean? How many different exercises can you think of? How many different sports can you think of? All human movement, right? Just very varied. What I have here is a show called The Movement, M-E-A-N-T. It's meant to bring all of it together. Amazing. Thanks. (laughs) And what it does is it explores the commonalities between all of that. So let's take, let's take three different arts that are very different from each other and kind of look at just one thing that they all have in common, and that's going to give you an idea of what kind of work this is that I do. Ballet, uh-huh. boxing, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, very different. Very different, right? Although it's funny because two of them are martial arts. Yeah. However, they're completely different, right? Yeah. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know, what I mean? so like completely different. One of them is way out there. However, it's probably more similar to boxing than it is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Right. Okay. Let's take three things that they have in common. In ballet, there are five positions, one through five. But they're different. They're varying feet positions uh-huh. and they're varying arm positions. But it, ballet is nice because it's all codified. You can look in the book. And find out all the different moves. Where hip hop, you can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's all codified in ballet. Boxing, or any, let's just say kickboxing in general, even, yeah. you have the stance. And the stance is kind of like where all of your moves start from. You need that position to fight, right? It's, it's like home base for fighting. Yeah. And then in jujitsu, let's just take uh, a pin, right? Let's take scarf hold, a pin where you control somebody down from. Very different. Techniques overall. Yeah. However, conceptually, they serve the same functions. So in ballet, the positions one through five, the stance and the pin, they're all, I mean, I just call them like a hub. Uh-huh. They're all moves where other moves stem from. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. in ballet, those five feet positions, 
that's where all of your techniques stem from. Arabesque, tendu, uh, Sinead turn, all these things stem from one of the five positions of the ballet feet and the ballet hands. In boxing, all of your moves start in your stance and they finish in your stance, right? Yeah. So they're a move, they're a place where a move is launched from. And there's different stances you can take, Philly shell, peekaboo, just a standard hands up stance. Yeah. In Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, right, we talked about the pins. And once you have a solid pin, you can launch a submission, right? So they're all places where these moves start from. Now, not only do they start from these places, they transition between these places. Do you know what I'm saying? So when I was showing you Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, the five pins, what did I show you how to do with them? What did I say was very important? Just move between them. Move between them, right? So not only do we have these hubs, we have multiple hubs per art that are transitioned to using like smaller techniques. You know what I mean? Or like using different methods to get there. And that kind of work is really interesting to me because people aren't really talking about what that is. You know what I mean? What is the commonalities between all of these arts? Just, just like a concept like the hub, right? There are other concepts like that out there in the world of movement that you can kind of look behind all of it. That's what my show, The Movement, explores. It's like an educational and it's a performance show. We don't, we don't go hard, you know, we don't overdo it on the education. It is for entertainment, don't get me wrong, you know what I mean? But we do give that kind of knowledge. We've had Ninja Warrior competitors. Um, we've had Dancing with the Stars competitors, contemporary dancers, ballet dancers, break dancers, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu world champions have stopped by, professional MMA fighters, circus performers, hula hoop girls, belly dancers. We've had a really wide, a really wide spectrum. And we're coming for Boston, man. We're coming for Boston. And what we want to do is just kind of unite the community, the movers in this community, for a really good night of education, community, and just celebrating human movement, man. You know what I mean? A little bit less diversity and a little bit more unity for something like this. So I'm thinking that's going to be early 2020. You know, you know I have some personal stuff going yeah. on in my life with injuries yeah. and my business and everything. Not that that's going bad, it just takes time away. You know what I mean? But sometime early next year we're going to get into that. And Boston's the perfect city for it. Yeah. Boston is the perfect city for it. And the people here, they love to exercise. They love to move. You know what I mean? You can see it. What a shift Boston's been through. But keep an eye out for that. Yeah, man. See what I'm saying? Do you have like a venue? Like... So I have nothing set in stone yet. The first rule of any show is you get the venue first. Mm -hmm. That venue is like a rock. Once you have that venue, people come. Now, I'm in the talks with a few venues. Some pretty nice venues. I'm not gonna, pretty, I'm not gonna say any names yet because that breaks my code of making a show. Yeah. But yeah, we got some talks with some nice theaters. <laughs> you know, right? Nice, we got man. some talks with nice theaters. So look out for that. Yeah, for sure. Is there a website or like? Oh, well, we got www.themovement. M O V E M E A N T. Remember, it's meant to unite movers. Dot org. Amazing. You can apply for the show on there too. If you want to perform with us, there's an application button uh, that you can apply to be in the show. Because I'm very inclusive of everybody. And, you know, nice theater. I give you free 4K pictures and videos. 
You know what I mean? It just it's it's just something I'm so passionate about. I hope others that are yeah, as man. well can get in on it with me. Do you know what I'm saying? So if you want to apply, check out www.themovementmeant.org. Hey man, I mean, I know you were like obsessed with like movement, like not just martial arts. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll yeah, relate yeah, yeah. things to martial arts and then you always say, like, no man. Sure, 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 sure. The sure, bigger sure, movement. Sure. But I had no idea you were like that conceptual levels. <laughs> like classifying hubs and commonalities between. Well, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Like, that, ever. You know, man, so I. Do you remember when Conor McGregor was training for um, Jose Aldo and yeah. Chad Mendes? Do you remember the guy he brought on? Ido Portal. Ido Portal, right? When I was in college and I was taking these dance classes, and you know I did the martial arts major, but really, I mean, if there was a dance minor, I'd have it at UMass, you know what I mean? I, in the end, I took 10 dance major classes, you know what I mean? So if there was a minor, I'd have it. I even performed in their concerts, I choreographed and performed in their concerts. While I'm on the side here competing in jiu-jitsu, you know, training, mixed martial arts, you know, coaching <laughs> athlete, you know what I mean? So I was doing both of these things. Yeah. And... You know, it, it, once you start to do that, you can't help but to start thinking of movement. You know what I mean? You can't yeah. help but to start being like, you know, there's, why do I like this as, as in this, even though they're drastically different, but they're very similar, actually. They're human movement. Guy Ido Portal comes around. And I had known of Ido Portal about a year before he started training with Conor McGregor. And this guy could do some shit. This guy was just movement on a whole other level. I'm talking like every gymnastics, tricking, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Just like this was something I had never seen before. So I really started following his career. I really started following his career. And especially when he got mixed up with Connor. Yeah. That's when I was like, I knew it was legit. Because you, you, know, you, you see so many people online. You're never sure who's legit or not. But this confirmed it. So I started doing my show. As a way of kind of like... Because he was the whole movement. He got me into it originally. Like, he was the one that was really like... Show me if you take a movement perspective, you can do some ridiculous shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can really... You can really do some... Like, like you can be a, one hell of an athlete if you abandon the idea of like... Confining yourself to one of these arts. You know what I mean? Just like mixed martial arts, you don't take one art. Movement arts, you take all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you kind of build yourself. So I make this show... And he had an online training program. I did his online training program. Um, that was tough. That was through six days a week, three hours, you know, in the gym alone at New England Submission Fighting in Amherst. But that all really influenced my work and really influenced how I'm trying to contribute to that. You know what I mean? Like, the way Ito trained me was very different than the fitness field. And it's how I train people today. And it's building a lot of success. People really like that approach. The show... I feel like it's it's right about to burst. If it's if it's in Boston, and we have a good audience and a good theater, this could be a big success, a yeah. really big success. And I'm just, uh, it's just a part of my life that I'm really looking forward to see take off. Take off, you know. I'm really seeing, looking to see how it evolves. But you know, I do have the hip situation. I do have um, financial obligations, so. I'm just making more time to fit this in again. I had taken some time off from it just to yeah. fix some things, and now I'm making time to get this going once again. Awesome, man. Oh, dude. <laughs> fucking brilliant. <laughs> I want to say Wow. Well, come in. You know, get tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you, you come back and forth all the time. Yeah. You know, you come back and forth it's all the like time. It's like I never moved. <laughs> it's great, yeah. 
All right, my man. I think that's a good podcast. Yeah, I think we better wrap it up, though. Yeah, man. All right. Okay. Thank you for that. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, friends. Love you. No, no, no.